0: Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell visit tv.com or www.xzontvchannel.com, or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast centre and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember, X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. And welcome back to The Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, xone at com. on all social media sites, Radio TV, And we're coming to you around the world tonight on the Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, and the Exxon Broadcast Network. My guest this hour, XOne Nation, is Major Ed Dames. He's the world's foremost remote viewing teacher and the creator of technical remote viewing. Uh, Major Dames uh, was a former United States Army member. He is retired now. He is a decorated military intelligence officer and an original member of the U.S. Army prototype remote, remote viewing training program. He served both as a training and operations officer for the U.S. government's top secret psychic espionage unit. His website is Majoreddames.com. And, Ed, welcome back to the Exxon. Always great having you with us.
1: Uh, thanks, Rob. Uh, happy belated New Year to you and your family and, and your your listeners. As
0: well. Uh, as well to you, my friend. Uh, Ed, for the listeners who may be joining us uh, since you were last on, how would you explain what remote viewing is?
1: Uh, the easiest way to explain it to the layperson would be to I think many of your listeners, if not the bulk of them, would, would agree that humans and, and animals, too, uh, to a large uh, extent, are born with a natural psychic ability. And uh, children, you, when we teach children as an instructor, we don't have to ask them to open their minds because it hasn't closed up yet. But and through cultural conditioning, that it, it imprisons them, and eventually that faculty becomes more difficult to access. But well, what it is is that we take this innate ability that we have to be psychic and we turn it into a very systematic, rigorous skill, a skill, which means it's trained. And the, the, the genesis be, uh, behind that was in, uh, in, in the mid-'70s at Stanford Research Institute in California, uh, uh, Ingo Swann, the father of uh, modern-day remote viewing and other psychics, were, were being studied their cognitive behavior was being modeled. What, were they, what was going on in their noggins when they were on target? And that, that was put together as a model, and that model began to become uh, trained. What were they doing? Let's see if, if non-psychics can do this or non-gifted psychics can do this. So I was part of that prototype team, and we became better at, in the end than some of the best natural psychics in the world. So the model worked. But again, it's, it's a trained skill, and, the, and the, the discovery was made in the laboratory uh, uh, that way. Now, the discovery is, is this. It's a way, it's, it's a syntax and grammar for how the conscious, aware part of your mind communicates effectively with unconscious. And I'll get into targeting and all that momentarily. And so think of it, it needed the structure if you're born with the ability, with the potential to speak, and we, we, most of us are, mm-hmm. if you're not exposed to a structure, a structured language, you will not be able to effectively communicate except in grunts and, and hand-pointing and things like that. So you have to be exposed to a language, whether it's Farsi or English, Chinese or, or, or whatever, in, in, order to, in order to adapt yourself, your mind, your developing brain, to that structure. So this was, this was analogous to what was discovered in the laboratory, the structure for how we communicate with conscious awareness and, and how to task it to do certain things, which I can go into. Well,
0: how does remote viewing work?
1: Well, it's this way. We have a model. The model is that we have a working hypothesis. We, if we didn't have that, we wouldn't be able to train it. But there's only one mind. Think of it as a mind field. Mm-hmm. Our brains are oscillators. And while we're alive, those oscillators are immersed in this field. And everything in the universe exists as a pattern of information, everything, even intangible ideas like love and God and things like that, rather than Osama bin Laden or Osama bin Laden's location. It all exists as a pattern of information. And what we do as remote viewers is tasks our unconscious or superconscious, if you will, uh, we, we task it with the locking on to a pattern mm-hmm. anywhere in space and time because mind is outside of time. And that c- can lead to, to technical difficulties that we had to overcome, and we did. It, we turn our attention to that pattern, and then we describe what is there. And the mind has no wor- word ideas But the word ideas from our end as taskers are converted into patterns of information as well. And then they resonate with our so-called target. So I don't want to get too technical, but if you ask me questions, I can answer them.
0: All right. Um, When when you're given a target, I've heard this before where remote you were saying, well, we're we're just given a, a target and that is all the information we're given. How do you follow the... How do you follow or what do you follow in order to actually establish the, the location?
1: Yeah. Uh, let's say, let's say I, want to, uh, I want to describe your great-grandmother on your mother's side, mm-hmm. her location now. Okay? Yeah. She's probably deceased. But we don't take any – in, in our business, we, we, we go into a problem set totally unbiased. You know, no preconceived notions, So, uh, believe it or not. So, we're, we're, you know, so I want to describe your great-great-grandmother on your – your great-grandmother's uh, – on your mother's side's location now, all right? Yes. What I do is I formulate that into what we call a cue, a, a matrix search term. Matrix, we use that term, uh, Ingo the father remote view, term, the matrix, the font from once all form arises. So, we, so we'll formulate that. Uh, Rob's – great-grandmother on the mother's side, mm-hmm. and we'll assign a number to that, a random number. But once that random number from a random number generator is assigned to that particular task to describe her location, it is forever, as an act, it's forever ingrained on the global mind, universal universal mind. It's an act that's, that that number is forever associated with that particular task. Then we give that number, only the number that the taskmaster had generated to a professional or to a student. And their task now after having been trained because there's no way to really understand what remote viewing is without being trained. There's no common denominator to say, well, it's like this or it's like that. There isn't, you have to be trained. Mm-hmm. So the trained viewer will, will then go through a set of protocols, very, very strict protocols, sort of like sheet music, playing the piano. And there's three parts to, to remote viewing. One is setting up the problem. All the way I just described. The second part is con- executing a remote viewing session about 45 minutes to two hours, uh, depending on the complexity of the target, and then analyzing the data. So in the first, first and the third step, the analysis and the tasking, you put your thinking cap on, but while you're conducting a remote viewing session, there is no thinking allowed, none. It, think of playing the piano. If you, if you think about the note that you just played, music stops right without getting too technical in in our work the same thing applies once you slow down your imagination takes over your biases your fears and your desires all get they muck the target up so in the end what we want is a description of let's say an urn or uh, a set of bones somewhere in the ground or out or whatever we want to end up with very direct knowledge about where your great grandmother is.
0: Besides the military, who else uses remote viewing?
1: Well, after after I formed the civilian company, when I retired from the, the army, mm-hmm. we worked for Fortune five hundred companies, and we got those contracts because we had we I had a a, a chairman of the board. I was the president of the company, General Stubblebine, who had. Who used the old boy network in the Beltway banded community in Washington D.C. So we got a lot of high-level uh, contracts. For instance, from uh, Bechtel, General Motors. Uh, we did a contract for Lawrence Rockefeller, who was interested. He had an institute. late Lawrence Rockefeller had an institute, and one of the projects that the institute was interested in was ozone depletion, because it was a serious. It's a serious thing. Mm-hmm. So the contract we had with that institute was uh, labeled atmospheric ozone depletion, projected consequences and remedial technologies, and and so on. Uh, And I don't work a lot of corporate contracts these days because we're involved in a lot of uh, other projects that I deem more important.
0: And you and I are going to talk about some of those projects when we come back from this commercial break. Ed, stand by. Nation, our guest this hour is Major Ed Dames. And if you'd like to find out more about Ed Dames, visit his website, www.majoreddames.com. Now, don't forget, ExoNation Nation starting this uh, coming Thursday, February the 14th. We are going to be on cable 14 throughout uh, the Hamilton area. We're going to be on Comcast later on this month. Let me see. uh, I launch television. In the United States, we're going to be going into 60 million homes on our TV channel at TVchannel.com and we're really happy about that, and of course, our good friends with Simul TV. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue with our guest this hour, Major Ed Dames, right here in the Exxon from our broadcast centre and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
2: yeah guys you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me com. exactly are you guys psychic too of course we all know about simultv.com com. if i could turn back time if i could
0: Deep Welcome back, everyone. Major Ed Dames is our special guest of this hour, www.majoreddames.com. Ed, can people go back in time and forward in time when they're remote viewing?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. As I said, mind is outside of time. Mm-hmm. If you think of time as the fourth dimension nominally, then mine is the fifth. So it looks down allegorically speaking, on this broad panoply of events through time. So it can look left or right on a linear scale, forward or, or backwards. So, yeah, there's no limits uh, uh, there.
0: Now, before the show, you and I were talking about uh, a project that w- you're working on. In fact, the project is contact, but not just contact, as most people would think that ET contacts are going to be made. But please tell us about your project.
1: Well, it's a 30-year project, uh, as uh, uh, most of your – or some of your listeners know have heard me speak on this before on your show. In the uh, in the early 1990s, just after I retired from the military, and this is one of the reasons I did retire. It's because I wanted to pursue this ET uh, contact agenda because the government has no charter, believe it or not, whether it's CIA or DOD, no charter to study UFOs. That's a, that's a little bit fuzzy these days, but, but back then, no. And <clears throat> one of, the, one of the, the projects that we had was sponsored by mm-hmm. the crown prince, former crown prince of Liechtenstein, hans Adam von Uscher Liechtenstein, who accompanied uh, me and some chosen scientists, including Hal Puthoff, and later Jacques Vallée, uh, whom uh, you probably know, Certainly. out to the deserts where remote viewing had discovered a place where contact with a hot zone, where a lot of UFO activity was constant. And we set up equipment there. We got a lot of CE2s, flybys, but never a CE3 a landing, which is what I wanted. And so I had to go back to the drawing board over the years and, and, and figure out, OK, what went wrong in terms of what I want
3: mm-hmm. as a
1: homo sapiens instead of a homo noeticus, you know, given that momentarily. I want contact. I would like to meet and greet and have a coffee clash with folks out there who can shut down missiles in their silos and do those kinds of things and lots of other funny activity over the years that Project Blue Book 10 Working Hypotheses could not solve. But remote viewing can look inside. There's nothing – there's no hidden anything. Some things are beyond or can, but you can't hide from remote viewing. Uh, So I turn our attention to – back to these – the agencies that were orchestrating some of these events. The key one was the 1994 Harare Zimbabwe Ariel uh, School event where a bunch of middle school kids, 60 of them, were like the Pied Piper of uh, Hamilton, Hamlin attracted out into the bush where A UFO, a flying saucer was there and some bug-eyed creatures were there telepathically telling the children to take care of your planet. Your planet is in danger. And I picked that particular event to breach the lines there. What agency and what resources were used to make that event happen? I want to meet those people. I want to meet those entities that arranged that because they were interested in, in telling children, not adults, But the future uh, humans that your planet's in danger, so we use that. And in the end, I thought, gee, I wonder if they they that even want to contact would even allow a CE3. And and it turns out that the answer is yes, but under certain circumstances, they are not going to allow. They're not going to contact lower level intelligence. The the idea is that for them, all this has been presented to humans as a conundrum a problem to be solved but it cannot be solved without higher level consciousness tool that's why I say we have to evolve and they're, they're, they've attempted to evolve us force the issue if you want to know who we are you have to evolve these tools become not just the sentient man homo sapiens but the knowing man homo noeticus so the evolution is in our minds it turns out that there's, there's a, in, in North America in, in fact in Cali, Northern California there's a spot that they watch it's a designated zone so that if you do develop these tools, these of tools, you will know about that spot, and they will allow contact there. So we, we've identified that location. I'm going there in May, and the, the tangential thing that I mentioned to you was uh, th- th- coincidentally – actually, it's not coincidentally – the Sasquatch problem. Sasquatches, I thought, were avatars, they're re- but they're not. They're downloaded, sort of like beamed down by a technology, a real technology from above that beams them down on the ground. And, and you'll never be able to shoot one. We're not taking any firearms out to the site. You'll never be able because they're telepathic. And they are, their situational awareness is amazing. For miles around, they can tell if there's anybody with a weapon or anybody that would mean them harm. That's why they've never been captured, never been shot, and rarely photographed. So that happens to be in the same spot. So it should be very interesting. But there's a lot of unknowns. I'm not taking my sons or, in fact, I'm going alone the first time, no firearms. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I have two questions to ask them because it's impossible to try to understand them. That they're too far in advance for anything that we conceive of. They're going to have to talk to, to, to us. I have two questions. I want to start from scratch. One, who are you? And two, who are we? Period.
0: What kind of answers are you expecting back?
1: I don't know. I don't have any expectations except contact. We know that's going to happen because of the protocols we used to, to find them. Right. But other than other than that rob, I have no idea.
0: But as no a, idea as a remote viewer, as a remote viewer, can't you remote view to that point? No.
1: No, no, no. Uh, because the, there's too many paradoxes that may be involved. We could try. We could try. And I have an agenda. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I if I could pull something off, you know that uh, they that UFOs have shut down missiles and in their, in their silos, and we know it used to be classified. But in a remote viewing project in the military, we were given photograph after photograph of both U.S. and Soviet boomers, erstwhile Soviet nuclear submarines, with these glowing white spheres that our satellites took hovering above these things and what those spheres were doing was counting and inventorying the warheads on the submarines that system knows where every warhead in the world is and can disable it so if i if, if i had one request genie in the bottle type of thing i'd say shut them all down it's madness and uh, you know my my agenda is to ask for help the plant we we're, we're ecocide Population densities that we're, we're destroying our world. This mm-hmm. gem of a blue orb, we're destroying it, and and I think we have to ask for help. Otherwise, I'll sit back and let Fukushima's happen and other things until we 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 grow intellectually and possibly probably spiritually.
0: Are the are the nations of the world aware of this? That you know, the nuclear weapons that they think. Are so powerful are actually nothing compared to what these visitors can do, you know, a flick of a switch and bang, they're shut down. I think,
1: I don't know about China, but, uh, but I, it, it, that is the case uh, with the U.S. and Russia. That is the case, yes, uh, Robin, no, our two nations.
0: So why wouldn't China be involved? Because
1: China's been too busy trying to develop themselves uh, economically to to really sit back mm-hmm. and and also militarily, as you, uh, as we're aware, they they really don't have time to in, engage in studying this phenomenon or phenomenon because there's more than one thing going on out there. Uh, uh, but they'll catch up. They'll catch And they, of course they're aware that this stuff is real. That there's re- something really out there. But it, it really isn't out there. Most of the most of the UFO activity, the type of that is is based on seamounts uh, 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 to, the, to, the, um, to the west of Easter Island, there's is a seamount. If, if you were to go into my LearnRV.com community, into the community, you can see our high-level projects, and you can see the actual site where at that particular seamount, where all these things are, I used to term loosely flying in and out of mm-hmm. and, do, and conducting all this activities. They're based in this seamount uh, west of uh, Easter Island. So it, they're not really extraterrestrials per se. They're, they've been here for a long time, and uh, I'm not sure who they are and, and, and what they are, but they're the ones that behind all that stuff that we see flying in and out of the ocean and in the air.
0: What happens if, by the end of the summer, there is no contact?
1: Well, I, I haven't even thought about that. I mean, I, I, it's, it's crossed my mind, but, mm-hmm. but we're so sure of these protocols and, and, and the history that's le- and the operations that have led up to them. Uh, I just I, I discount not having contact, uh, Rob.
0: But it's a possibility
1: not in my military mind at this juncture.
0: All right. Stand by, Ed. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation, Ed uh, Dames is our special guest, Major Ed Dames. His website is com, and we'll both be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, the X-Chronicles newspaper is available for you each and every month with our compliments at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. some reason to feel not good enough And it's hard at the end of the
1: day
2: I need some distraction,
0: oh Major Ed Dames is our guest, www.majoreddames.com. All right, uh, a lot of people within the UFO community are saying that this is the year for disclosure. Mind you, they've been saying that since, what, I've been doing the show for 30 years, so, you know, they were doing it way back then. How will we know when disclosure is going to happen? And do you believe that your contact that you're going to be making this summer is part of that final contact and disclosure will be at hand?
1: I think, that be, uh, Rob, I think it may be, Rob. I think, and of, of course, I've thought about how will people know? Mm-hmm. You know, even photos. I, uh, again, I'm not bringing firearms, and I'm not even going to bring a camera on the first trip because I want to see what their response, what the response of that agency is. I uh, use globally. I I think that they have to do something. I have to be able to actually say this is what's going to happen, and they're going to do it this particular missile silo here and wherever will be shut down, uh, and, and, and that will have to happen before I really get people's attention, that kind of thing. Let me make a, a one correction. My, the website that you've been giving is what I use that's only for professional development students, people who want professional right. training, and I, 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 I rarely take new students these days. So my main website is LearnRV.com.
0: LearnRV.com. Yeah, that's that's okay. the main one too. Right.
1: And I uh I get to have some fun sometimes. So when you go there you'll see uh the Matrix Intelligence Agency operations, a uh, Forrest Fenn's treasure. I decided to uh to, to spend some time before contact and go out. You know this guy, Forrest Fenn, has planted this treasure box no. out in the in the western States. It's a famous case. Yeah, you he, it's he, he, he's put about a million and a half dollars worth of stuff in it and planted it. Uh I think a lot of your listeners are aware of it too, so I, I think uh, that's a nice flagship operation. We'll go out and retrieve that, and it gets a lot of press and visibility for this tool called this thing called remote viewing.
0: All right, you, treasure. you. You were also talking earlier about Bigfoot. Now, how how did you make this connection between Bigfoot, contact, Bigfoot not being a um, a uh, sentient being? That uh, would that mean that. Bigfoot is an extraterrestrial, or is Bigfoot an interdimensional creature?
1: I don't know, Rob. It's too complex. All we uh, the, what we did was if mm-hmm. you we studied that we studied we took one Sasquatch two Sasquatch photos right. that any reasonable Bigfoot hunter would say is a real Sasquatch, and we stu- we we subjected those to uh to remote viewing of. Projects. We made a project out of them. Mm-hmm. We uh, and, and and we wanted their location. And for each one of those who were who were spotted and photographed in different places, the location in the global mind turned out to be the same location that the extraterrestrial phenomenon water in this at, The same, the self same location on a particular mountain in Northern California. So. Uh, you know, I don't know what else to say about that. It, it's coinc- I don't think I, I think it's not just coincidence. Right.
0: So why Northern California?
1: I have no idea That's that's where they want us. That's where we'll go. It's just the idea. I think I think there are we we, we found another spot in uh, South America, but uh, that's logistically. It's too complex to go there. And, and this spot is near Lassen Peak, near Lassen National Park in California. And I'm in the Sacramento area, so that's, uh, that's not a—logistically, uh, it's, it's quite easy to get there. and uh, There's some hiking involved. It's in the wilderness area, but that's not a
0: problem. Why would ETs want to make contact with non-governmental officials like the President of the United States, for example, or, or, the, or the Secretary of Homeland Security, or the, or the Secretary of Defense?
1: Well, they make contact with the Secretary of Defense by shutting, by, by posing themselves as a real defense problem, shutting down missiles and controlling them, stop, and those kinds of things. And, and I, I could go, There's a lot of classified stuff about this, of, about weapon, nuclear weapon storage sites where they've disabled the guidance systems on the weapons, these kinds of things, that, that, I, that I could go into for weeks at a time. But why? It's a, they do what they want to do, and if they landed on the White House lawn. Mm-hmm. First of all, there'd probably be a lot of shooting, not on their part, uh, because of the fear and, and, and they violated the White House airspace. But if, if there wasn't any shooting, <clears throat> and it was a, a, the Day the Earth Stood still, still type of a scenario, we would we would say, "Look, you've got all this capability. Can you can you stop the poisoning of the Pacific Ocean by Fukushima radiation? Can you stop deforestation? Can you cure HIV? Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah." And if they didn't do it, well. They must not be a friend. And if you're not a friend, you must be an enemy. And we're already afraid of you because you're so different. So they're, 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 they're a whole lot smarter than we are. They're much, their intelligence levels are off the scale, any scale that we could possibly have. Uh, that's why I say they're forcing us mm-hmm. to become more more intelligent and, and to evolve uh, intellectually and probably spiritually. But that's a get only a but guess. If, on but if
0: but if they're point. that much advanced, and if they're that much smarter than we are, what do they need us for?
1: I think Mike. I have a guess. Okay. I don't know know the answer, but I do have a guess because mm-hmm. I thought about this a lot. I think they're part of of, of a galactic federation. And you, if you go into the, uh, the declassified CIA files, you can see a lot of my work. Uh, in the, in the uh, uh, Defense Intelligence Agency Projects, where I tasked, because I was a training officer as well as operations officer, well I trashed, uh, trashed. some <laughs> of them I did, where I tasked the remote viewers to look at the galactic federation type of thing. That's how we found out there really is a federation out there. And I think, in ter- like, as a former infantryman, a paratrooper, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So if that, the guy on your squad is not staying in line with you during an assault, mm-hmm. you're going to get shot in the back. So you're only as strong as your weakest link. And I think that the, the Galactic Federation, for lack of a better name, can't really evolve itself
0: corporately
1: unless it bootstraps the lower levels without violating the prime directive.
0: How do we know that these, this, these ETs are actually friendly, that we're not being duped into? welcoming them with open arms.
1: Well, it uh that it's a very good question. If you if if your listeners and your viewers and by the way, congratulations on the new TV venue. Thank you. If if your 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 followers go to learnrv.com and go into the forums, the uh, community forums, mm-hmm. they will see a project that is being completed in uh it's up in a, a month long project. It will be completed in the next 3 days on the Vyatlov Pass incident in Russia. This is a huge mystery about what happened to those hikers, those skiers on that mountain in Russia. Right. If you look, if you look at the results that we came up with for what went down on that mountain, mm-hmm. you'll lose some sleep because it is not a friendly thing, and it's done. It wasn't a, an avalanche. It wasn't anything else. It was done by looks like the same system that I have to go meet and greet and. Those, uh, those people were murdered. There were at least four of them that were murdered and uh, in, a, in, a, in a way that we, we can't comprehend. But all of our work is there for your listeners to see. And that's scary. It kept me awake at night before I even engaged in the project. And now I'm really kept awake at night because it's associated with the, these entities or this agency that I, I want to sit down with and have a coffee class in May. So uh, I'm I'm a little bit apprehensive
0: what <laughs> you know what once again uh looking at the looking at the big picture you've got these these ETs who are going to make contact hopefully with you but we did, but do you really know what their prime directive is
1: well no no i uh, i don't i mean uh, i use that term because it's a modern day term Yeah. Visit these um, you know the star trek series sure. And it's also a real uh, thing that anthropologists on this planet uh, utilize when when they discover or have discovered new uh, native tribes mm-hmm. in the jungle. You can't just go in there, and, and it, because they have, and that was a mistake. Because two months and six months after they made contact, now all the, the this new tribe had boom boxes and were dying of tuberculosis at the same time. Uh, so I, I think that that the system out there—I mean, think of it—if if you're 100 million years a, ahead of us, and that's minimal, then you could homogenize the, uh, the uh, parsecs around you by in, intervening in terms of the cultural conditioning cultures uh, throughout the galaxy. And I think that there, there's—I don't know if it's there, if it's. A, uh, a benign type of agenda, but certainly an intelligent one. Beyond that, I, I just don't know. I'm going to have to ask them.
0: All right, Ed, stand by. We've got to take our final break. ExONation Nation Major Ed Dames is our special guest. The website is www.learnrv.com, and we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we wrap up this hour here in our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Talk away seem right
3: The future
0: isn't just one night It's written in the moonlight light We're Painted
3: on the stars We can't change ours Don't give up on us, baby.
0: We're still worth one more try I know we put a last one by
1: just for the rain.
0: Oh. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and to receive a free hour and thirty-seven minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon. UFOs are real. Get both the book and the DVD—a forty-dollar value for only nineteen dollars ninety-nine cents. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's l a m a r z u l l i.net. And welcome back, everyone. Major Ed Dames is our special guest. www.learnrv.com. Uh, first of all, it's always great having you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Uh, this is how do you feel about being the one who may actually make first contact?
1: Yeah, I uh, I didn't think about that until. Uh all the work was finished. I said, well, this should be interesting. But I don't know. I, I, like I say, it, beyond mm-hmm. that, yes, they can't hide anymore, and we found them. But it, it, it's, it's not about me or any individual having first contact. It's about this. Okay, they've they presented themselves as a conundrum, a problem to be solved, all this nonsensical stuff. Jacques Ballet, who I've been in the field with, certainly agree with me on this, because he came up to the same conclusion, passport to Magonia... Uh, his book and all that uh, illustrates this nonsense stuff that they 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 attract our attention but we scratch our heads trying to figure out what's going on what now that we do figure out what's going on and meet them on their terms mm-hmm. that changes things that is like pulling the curtain back on the wizard tapping them on the shoulder him on the shoulders. <clears throat> i see you now now what happens out there where they don't need all these nonsensical th- events to happen anymore. The relationship between them and us potentially changes quite quickly. That should be interesting.
0: It, it should be. And um, I, I'm, I'm just wondering, one, once again, how will this change the perception of the UFO phenomenon if you're the only That's person...
1: Yeah, that's not my problem. If I ask them, if, mm-hmm. or if they say to me, this is what we're going to do now, now that you've found us, and we wanted to be found, You're just like a child playing hide-and-go-seek mm-hmm. with the father. The father, in the end, wants the child to find them, t- uh, too. But, but you know, it's, it's the thrill of the hunt. You've got to ad- adapt. Now that we've found them and they wanted us, too, then then it's it's up to them to communicate. I don't know what to do after that other than to say we can we can find you again and again. So, you know, we know who you are, we know what you know, where you're at, where you asked us to be, now what? So it's up to them. If they say, Okay, this particular nuclear submarine in this country and this one over here, they're gonna stop working. Then I could say, Oh okay, I'll see you next time. Hop back off the mountain, get in my Jeep, go mm-hmm. back home and contact, you know, you coast to coast fm and am and other places like that and say this is what they told me and if those events happen now we have an audience we folks are going to stand up and listen at that point beyond that there's not much i can say
0: so what are you going to do are you going to put it on your your website what you have been told and what people to expect prior to it happening
1: Oh, I'm going to promulgate TV stations, your Mm -hmm. your networks, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, right away. And say, okay, I told you what I was going to do. May is here. I went there. Luckily, I came back. I'm not vaporized. And here's what went down, Rob. That's what I'm going to do. And that word will get out fast, Mm -hmm. especially if it involves very expensive pieces of, of very powerful equipment.
0: Especially if it involves breaking national security.
1: Well, that's more, that's that's breaking a submarine is a whole uh, is, is a, a, a quantum leap above breaking national security. Breaking national security was violating the the, the, the zones above the, uh, the White uh, House. nuclear side. Yeah, yeah, but what,
0: even even uh, with even with that, Ed, there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy about the you know Robert Salas's report and what really did happen. Military has has one version, Salas is coming out with another version, and even the co-commander of the site doesn't agree with what Salas is saying. So who do we, the public, believe?
1: You you can't. You can't. The, 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 what has to happen is something absolutely rigid that everybody agrees on that mm-hmm. just happened. Period. Otherwise, it's going to continue. Yeah. Oh, all this kind of stuff. What happened at Rendlesham? What happened here at Cash Landrum, Blah. Nothing's going to change until something... Really substantial happens. This is why the Matrix Intelligence Agency, my intelligence agency, is so involved with ground troop type of projects. Find this missing child. Find this dead body. Do this consistently. Something that the FBI can't do, national security can't do. We do it. All right, well, let's talk, let's talk about
0: that. Let's theory. talk about that. Let's talk about Madeline Beth McCann. What are you doing? You're yeah, doing something with that.
1: She's alive, uh, and uh, I have a bead on where she's at. Mm-hmm. My, my team, I have six team members that begin to describe in detail exactly where she's at, where she lives, and other things that I don't want to mention. And then uh, when that project is finished at the, at the uh, end of, on March 30th, I get in an airplane. I fly to where she's at, sit down with the FBI because she's in the United States, sit down with the FBI and law enforcement, and bring her home. Now, she was kidnapped when she was three, almost four years old. Mm-hmm. She was sold, and now she's in the States. So she's living with a family. I'm, I'm not sure if that family knows who, she, who they've got, but nevertheless, they bought her as a, as a, a child, and that's a criminal act uh, right there, I th- unless they feel that she was adopted. So I don't know the dynamics behind that, but we're going to find out. And she needs to come home, but she's going to need a lot of therapy. And uh, I think that Elizabeth Smart, somebody like El- even though the situations are are different, is going to have to help her uh, because she's going to be in deep shock, even as a fourteen year old, because she's she's in high school. Uh, she just got out of middle school. She's in high school now.
0: How could th- she get into the country? Uh, and, you know, if she was she went yeah.
1: Yeah, we tracked her. We tracked her. We uh, we tracked her from Portugal, right? And uh, she came in by ship into Vancouver, into your country, into Vancouver, and then she was she was drugged and, and put in the boot of a car, and then to another port in uh, near Vancouver, and she came by ship into Washington, to the uh, Seattle um, uh, Tacoma area, mm-hmm. and from that point she was transported to where she is uh, now.
0: Amazing. Um, th- this case, uh, you know, like it's going back, uh, how many years ago? Ten years. Ten, uh, ten years. You know. Yeah, she,
1: she's 14 now. Yeah. She was almost four when she was uh, kidnapped.
0: 14 or 16? Because she was born May the 12th, no. 2003. No, 14. She's 14. She's 14. How come the police reports are showing she was born in 2003? It's 2009. That's 16.
1: No, I, I think that must be wrong, uh, or my figures are wrong. I'll, I'll double check. Yeah, I'm just. don't think I'm wrong.
0: I'm just looking at the Interpol sheet. Anyway, things do happen.
1: So, what's next? I know for she's you? In high, We we know she's in high school because we, you know, I know where the high school is. Yeah. So.
0: Okay, so what's next for you? You know, you're you're working on the contact with the extraterrestrials. You're working on the Bigfoot scenario. You're working on the McCann case. What else is there to do? That
1: I don't have uh, I don't have anything scheduled mm-hmm. after that May event, that contact event, that potential contact event, because I don't know what's going to happen to me at that juncture. If if I knew I everything was going to be fine, mm-hmm. then I would schedule. I, I, we do have other things on our plates and flagship operations that I've talked about before. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Amelia Earhart, locating her, and she's not on that island. Nicomarou, Gardner Island, she's not there. She's close by. Uh, uh, The the, the White Bird, the aircraft that beat Charles Lindbergh by one week to the United States and then disappeared, they made it. And that means that that, that's not only a mystery that's solved when we find that aircraft, because we've already reconned the area in New Hampshire, so we know where the aircraft is. We have to go back and retrieve it. That's... That changes a page in history, Rob, because these Frenchmen beat Lindbergh by a week. Mm-hmm. And and the prize was awarded by just the plane, the piece of equipment getting to the States, not the pilots surviving. And the, and their, their airplane, although they missed New York port by 100 miles, it still made it to the Mississippi Mountains in, in New Hampshire. So that's another great... That's a flagship project that we have. And another one I have is... a. Uh, finding Genghis Khan's uh, tomb in uh, in China. Uh, so those are ones that I would like to pursue if I'm still around yeah. after May.
0: What, what is the success rate of remote viewing?
1: As in, uh, as, uh, operationally, it's one thing. As a, as an individual viewer, trained viewer, after mm-hmm. about six months of the, the, them working an hour and a half every other day alone, because learn the RV RVDVD, the DVDs that that remote viewing product sells that teach this that's what they need to do about 6 months worth of work as an individual their their accuracy rates on any particular project are about 80% we have a 20% running error rate which for, as professionals with some error trapping we can boost that we can bring that down to a 10% rate there operationally on the on the ground it depends on what the target is for instance uh, next week Uh, There's a child uh, who eight years ago was a 15-year-old girl who was uh, kidnapped, raped, and murdered. Her murderer, I I don't have to find her murderer because he's in prison. Hey, Ed, I hate to do
0: this, but we've just run out of time for tonight. I want to wish you success. I look forward to hearing about how your contact uh, goes with extraterrestrials. And uh, thanks very much for being with us tonight. uh, My pleasure. All right, ExoNation, if you'd like to find out more visit www.learnrv.com and we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada don't go away
3: Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is. But you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. Fifteen exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. Five hundred built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand.